And we're live. Good day. Hey, all you mutant goons from beyond, we're back with an all-new episode. I'm here with my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Mr. Mikey. Say hey to the mutant goons, Mr. Mikey. Hello, everybody. Hello, my twin. Yeah, that's right. We're twinning today. In fact, uh, we didn't even plan this, but we're wearing, uh, it, it, what does it remind me of? Uh, Battletoads? We're, we're wearing the same tank top, except I'm yellow, you're you're black. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, look, yeah, and we got the same haircut, zero on the sides, high fade, and just a trim at the top, and uh, a slightly trimmed beard, so you can't be more twinning for you for you video uh, watchers out there. Um, so I hope we're dripping some sort of swag on this uh, episode here, but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, you know, it's still Black History Month, still February. Um, how was your February so far, Mikey? A lot of stuff going on, I'm, I'm sure. Um, I don't remember, but... There is, the biggest thing is going, I just got back from Atlanta filming a short film over there. Um, But I know that it was, or it is February and it is Black History Month and we haven't done anything for it. So Doug and I were like, hey, let's find a movie with Black creators and cover it and also cover any films that we have in the past that we want to mention regarding uh, horror films that were made by Black content creators as well. So we definitely wanted to show some love on this day for Black History Month. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, there's a lot of Black creators out there, but I feel like we got to, we, me and Mikey both found this one and we both kind of like did this glance of like, Oh, we got to do this movie because one thing I, Mikey, you love you love like low budget trash too, like I do, yes. and um, you know, like movies like that because I feel like there's a story behind it, like not necessarily that the movie itself is out there, but it's like that these people who probably work regular jobs like me and you, you know what I mean? It's like you know what, hey, let's get the idea to make our own movie, you know what I mean? Like fuck fuck what the budget is, we'll just work with whatever we have and and the people we have and locations we can find, and let's just make a fucking movie. And let's try to make it as serious as possible. But then that's when you get like, you know, movies like The Room or one of my favorite movies um, that came out in the 80s that was self. I met the director, too. He was like missing for so many years, Um, but it's called Black Devil Doll from Hell. Mm. And that was a really rare movie um, uh, when that came out because, you know, they they just decided to make a fucking movie and uh, distribute it on VHS. And it was at some mom and pop video stores and uh yeah, the movie kind of fell off the face of the earth and became this big, like, cult classic thing. The collect, in fact, VHS collectors would would find the VHSs and sell it for like eight thousand to ten thousand dollars on eBay, and people would buy it. Yeah. So you know, you go to websites like Horror Boobs or like um, on VHS collectors and stuff. That movie was super sought after, and then Massacre Video ended up, you know, finding the director Chester Turner, um, who who made it, and uh, they released a DVD of it. But it's shot on VHS. It's really crappy looking. But you want to know what? Everyone tries their hardest in the film, and uh, you know it. It lives on. Look at all these years. You would have never thought it's like they they made a week. They used a weekend um, in the eighties, and like you know what? Fuck it. Let's just make a movie. And you know it's still out today. And you know collectors are sought after it. And that's kind of what this movie looked like uh, <laughs> when I saw it. But now with Tubi, everything's a lot more accessible, so it's a lot um, easier to track down. Yeah. Um, and, and what's the name of that movie, Mikey? Tiffany the Doll. But I wanted to mention real quick, I think, I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to, but didn't Mystery Science Theater cover Black Devil Doll? 
Uh, no, they did a, a movie called Devil Doll, which is like a 1950s movie with a ventriloquist dummy. I know exactly what you're talking about, but Black Devil Doll from Hell uh, was one that came on the like early 80s, like 1984, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it was shot on like a home video camcorder. Um, the quality is terrible. Um, but you oh, want to know okay. what? It's 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 like a doll that has sex with this woman, this really religious woman, and it's like I'm I'm gonna let my tongue go inside your pussy, bitch. And uh, yeah, and the thing is, like, she 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 gets assaulted by this puppet, and then uh, all of a sudden she's like, "Wait a minute, I'm gonna become a slutty whore. I love fucking, I love having sex. What what what, what church has done this to me? I've been holding back all these years. I love sex." And so now she tries to go find this puppet. She has sex with a lot of other men, but she's like, none of these men satisfied me as much as that puppet did. So she tries to go find it. And uh, yeah, search it out. Black Devil Doll from Hell. That's how it happens. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of unknown horror films that are made by Black content creators, I mean, of course, we have the big names, Jordan Peele, um, you know, making three films so far that I feel have been hugely successful. But there is a movie that I wanted to call out, and I I think I always mention this movie whenever it comes to people being like, hey, anybody know like a slasher that you recommend that may not I may not know about? And I do. Um, it's called Dead Tone, and I don't remember when I first saw it, but randomly, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I think I may have, back when Netflix was mailing you DVDs instead of you just streaming it online, um i found it and i added it to my queue and like a couple months later it just showed up because you have like your queue just like they send you the next thing and you forget what you have in your queue so it showed up um and it's a slasher movie it is from 2007 and it's very early 2000 slashers and i've mentioned before in this show early 2000 slashers are one of my favorite era of slashers because they're so cheesy and you have like the popped up collars and people like you know the ripped up pants with the flip-flops it's just it's a very interesting time um but basically it's about these students that go party at a big house together and they play this game called 75 where you prank call somebody and you have to keep them on the phone for 75 seconds and if you do you win if you don't you lose and they end up pranking so there's like a old it starts off with them doing it as kids they do it and it like this killer shows up and like kills all their parents or something it's very wacky um so one of the most unbelievable things of the movie is that they do it again as teenagers i'm like i'm sorry if me and my friend's parents got killed because we played a stupid game there's no way we're gonna keep playing this game so they do it again as college students with a big group of people in a party and they accidentally call a serial killer kind of like they did the first time. So the serial killer comes to the big mansion and starts hunting them down one by one. Um, But it is directed by two Black individuals, and it has a lot of Black actors in it. Um, But it's a pretty diverse cast. You have a Hispanic woman, you have a Hispanic man who is gay. I believe he's Hispanic. Um, But you have a gay, what I think is Hispanic man, um, so like even outside of like black and white and Mexican, like you also have a gay rep- uh, representation, which was really cool. It was like one of the first times I saw that and just like an everyday slasher. Um, but also it has Will Horneff in it, which many people may not know who he is. Um, I think he was his biggest thing was like being in Mighty Joe Young. But he was also one of the stars in my favorite Ty West movie called The Roost, which was Ty West's first film. So already I was like, OK, cool, because I thought it was cute. Um but yeah, check it out. Uh, it's called Dead Tone. 
and I think it's on Tubi. Or apparently IMDb says it's on Crackle, whatever that is. Yeah, it's it's on Tubi and Crackle. And I mean, I just Googled it and I already see the everyone has the Justin Bieber hairstyle. They're all wearing the puka shells, the popped up pink uh, polos. You yeah. Know, hey, there you go. 2007 at its finest. Yeah, so, I think one of the guys also is, if, if we have any gay listeners out there that have watched the Eating Out series, I think one of the guys is from the second Eating Out movies or the first. I don't remember. But yeah, so it's kind of funny to see them go from gay comedy to playing like a typical straight frat bro but (laughs) it is what it is um but yeah that's always top of mind when it comes to independent films made by black film creators and also as a special shout out watch uh is it horror noir on shutter the documentary about yeah it's that one yeah that's really good yeah i love that documentary and i don't like documentaries but i was watching it and i was like holy shit i want to go watch all these movies because i haven't seen much of them um like, I still need to see Blackula. Um, our sister podcast, Frightmares, just covered it last week. And they're actually doing a really extensive Black History Month uh, theme for their show. So check them out. Um, they've been doing really good episodes. Uh, each episode this month is covering, um, yeah, a Black horror film. I was going to say Black exploitation, but I think Blackula was the only Black exploitation one that they've done. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't count as horror, but one of my favorite, like, even I saw this as a kid, but uh, one of my favorite ones, I don't think Abe would like it, but it was uh, uh, Coffee with Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. So it's exploitation, you know what I mean? Like, man, but that's like one of my favorite, like, black exploitation. It's one of my top 10 favorite movies. So if you have the chance, vi- uh, check out Coffee with Pam Greer, because that's another classic that needs to be seen by more people. So. Yeah. And then isn't there, there's a movie out there, I think it might be black exploitation. But uh, it's like a zombie movie, but you can't tell it's a zombie movie, but, but zombie movie by looking at the cover. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Sugar Hill. Yes, Sugar Hill. Is that black yeah, exploitation? That's black exploitation. I love that. I have that on Blu-ray, so that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I want to see that one because um, it just it looks really cool. Well, that used to play. I don't know um, if you guys still watch uh, over the air TV, but um, what was it called? Retro Antenna TV. They always played uh, Sugar Hill on TV, like the censored version. So uh-huh. that's when I first seen it. I'm like, man, this is a really good like 70s movie. It's like, it's like coffee, but with voodoo zombies. And they have like ping pong ball eyeballs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's like, I'm going to ra- raise my voodoo dead up. And it's awesome. Check it out. And um, uh, yeah, I think it takes place like on a plantation and like all the zombies from the plantation come up. It's awesome. But yeah, Sugar Hill. Uh, that's what it's called, Sugar Hill. So check that one out. Yeah, I need to check that one out. And then also, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this one. But if you haven't seen Tales from the Hood, watch that because that is not only a great movie horror movie made by a black filmmaker but it's just one of the best horror movies from the 90s in general especially anthologies i think in our episode we did of creep show we mentioned it how i think next to creep show tales from the hood is probably second place in the best best anthology oh yeah i that's what besides creep show 2 and creep show like like tales from the hood is like the the next best one in fact in trash juice i know you weren't there mikey when we were filming it but um, your fake head says otherwise. But <laughs> I referenced Tales from the Hood in that one when it's like, ah, the shit. Because that's like one of the big things is the, uh, you know, the guy is telling the stories. is like, ah, you're looking for the shit. Well, I'll bring you the shit. And like, yeah, give us the shit. All <laughs> right. One shit coming. Like, it, it's hilarious. So if you know, if you've seen Tales from the Hood, then you know what I'm talking that's about. That's like the caretaker, right? Or whatever his name is, says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like chewing a cigar. He's like, ah the shit yeah i forgot that actor's name but he's pretty prolific in horror um but yeah uh any other notable mentions you'd like to give a shout out to 
Um, another one, I know we mentioned this before, but the, the director, let me pull up his name. Um, cause I, my, I was all set on Chester Turner for black devil down from hell, but, um, the director of demon Knight, the tales from the crypt movie. Um, let me, let me pull it up here. Can't remember. I'm blanking out in his name here. Tales from the crypt, demon Knight, who directed this one, uh, Ernest Dickerson. So yeah, if you, Ernest Dickerson's another big one there. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he did movies like bones, uh, demon Knight. So if you remember surviving the game with ice tea. And uh, who else is in the crazy guy uh, with the big horse teeth? I'm trying to remember his name. Gary uh, Busey. Bu- Gary Busey, yes, he horse teeth did it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he directed a lot of like the '90s uh, action movies. He, he's kind of just he's kind of just probably relaxing now. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. A lot of his movies, Bones. I love Bones with Snoop Dogg. Bones so. is good, and it has Catherine Isabel as a little special shout out. Um, but also, speaking of Snoop Dogg, did you ever see Snoop Dogg's? Hood of, House, Hood of Horrors? I think that's what it was. I never seen it. That was always on DVD, like at uh, Blockbuster and stuff from what I remember, but I never watched it. I probably should though. I think it's on Tubi. I thought I saw it on Tubi. I saw it a long time ago when I lived in California and I remember liking it, but I think there was like some stuff that was like really gnarly in it too. But yeah. I think you have to be high to watch it. I'm sure like I, I wish like, in, in Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors like, it came with a free joint or something, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so director of Tiffany the Doll is yes. Feliz- Felissa Rivers. Felissa Rivers, yes. Yeah, so I'm pulling her up right now here. And uh, Felissa Rivers, well, she has a picture on IMDb. And uh, yeah, she? so, well, she's directed 50 things. Oh, Holy wow. shit. Um, Black Mermaids pieces, not the one we're thinking of. Uh, Black and Blue Tears. So she's directed a lot of Killer Queens. Um slay queen so a lot of movies with queen in the title um yeah where the hell did all these go lilith ball seven deadly sins so she's done uh, a movie called strange things you know it's cashing on stranger things where the hell are these movies i've never seen them before i think a lot of them are shorts they all say short or most of them say shorts next to them um but yeah no she definitely has done a lot um tiffany the doll probably is going to be her biggest as of now only because the trailer kind of went viral it did um, yeah i i've seen this on instagram like people were like oh look at this yeah and uh yeah so hey good for her you know that i that's what i really feel like it is now tiktok and, and instagram if you get your trailer to go viral then more people will check it out yeah and honestly like it doesn't matter if it, i mean obviously they had a super low budget and the trailer went viral because people were like i can't believe this is the thing but like we don't have movies like that anymore. We had a lot of them in the 80s. And I mean, I guess Full Moon gave it to us in the 90s. But like when it came to things that were just kind of like really wackadoodle, I feel like we don't really get movies like that anymore. So when we do, I just, I love it. And especially because, you know, we talked about how um, we wanted to watch this because it's kind of like they take it seriously, but it becomes a cult classic. And I always think that's the key when it comes to these movies about obscure things it's like just take it seriously and if it ends up being funny and people want to make it a cult classic like it's perfect but i think it happens when people actually try and put and put effort in it because you can always tell even if it's like not the best movie you can always tell when people actually were taking it seriously and not just like oh we're gonna make a movie about a killer sex doll it's just you know be funny about it no like you know let me determine what's funny and then you just work on what you're going to put in front of me. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I saw too. Like that's why the room works so well. But but this, like when I saw the trailer, uh, what it reminded me of is um like early two thousands movies that you'd go to the dollar store and find. You know what I mean? Where it's like people were, uh, well, maybe you know. But um, when I was younger, my mom used to go to like this Mexican. It was a restaurant slash store, and in the dollar DVD bin, they had like these Mexican movies. And I remember we bought one of them, and it's like it, it, the the pictures look like it was just taken on a regular like old camera. And it says like a movie and you know what I mean? Like, it looks like, it looks like it was made in someone's backyard and yeah. you watch the movie and it's like, it, it it's a fucking, you know, home video. Yeah. And it's a movie. That's what it reminded me of. And then you go look up that movie and you can never find it again. There was one called, uh, you know, here's a deep cut for you. There was one we got called Nacho Chihuahua and, <laughs> uh, and the cover had a Chihuahua. It looked like a family movie and stuff. And, and then you take it home and we watch Nacho Chihuahua and it's like someone's home video and it's, it's just showing like the Chihuahua like shaking like that, and it's like I'm Nacho Chihuahua, and these are my dogs, and this is the spicy picante, this is picante, this is solento, this is like you know what I mean. It's like someone just voicing <laughs> over in the background while recording their their pet. It was probably the owners of that restaurant trying to make their film career take off by selling their movies as something else. That's what I thought, but I went on eBay and yeah, Nacho Chihuahua is a real VHS. Apparently, it's rare now. So that's funny. Yeah, well, so check it out. <laughs> Tiffany the doll is definitely higher quality than a VHS tape. Uh, you know, you're not going to get your 4K restoration of Tiffany the doll, but it's passable. Um, I, what did you think when you saw the trailer? When I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta, this is the one I gotta seek out and find. Um, because the thing is, like, I love, um, uh, I love these movies that are like, shot and you could tell like the sound is bad mm-hmm. and you could just tell it's like oh they, they filmed it but they're being serious about it and that's what the, i think why the trailer went viral was because people knew it's like they're actually trying to make a legit movie and they're not making it like a joke or anything yeah um the actors are all trying and um when you watch the movie i know it's it's prominent in the trailer but they're sex dolls i think that's even funnier that they're they're trying to make you believe that these actors that are just sitting there they're they're real people just sitting there as, as you know still as can be and they're saying oh this is tiffany the sex doll and she's alive and it's like she's laying in the bed and she just kind of does this head turn and it's like are you trying to make me believe that that's a doll yeah (laughs) i think that was the funniest part for me because i was watching it and obviously it made me chuckle here and there because you know some of the acting was like oh my goodness they couldn't do another take um but whenever it actually shows tiffany the doll and it's literally just a girl sitting down with like a some sort of I don't know, like lingerie dress. I can't remember what it was. Um, I was like, uh, but, and then she's like keeping her fingers closed like a doll would. And I'll, and then she starts moving. I'm like, okay, like I appreciate them trying with everything else, but I especially love that they did not try to actually make her look like a doll. Like not even like maybe, you know, drawing some lines or making it seem like, I don't know, something is plastic. And the excuse for it is these are the most realistic sex dolls they've made. And it's like, I, there was parts. (laughs) So when they actually go to the sex store and they have a couple of them lined up, there's actually some actors that were so like doing really good, keeping super still that I was like, okay, that actually could pass as maybe a really realistic looking doll. I forgot which ones it it was, but I was keeping an eye on them because some of the funny parts is just seeing them blink especially because later on it comes into play where like she blinks and it freaks out the guy that bought her and like she's been blinking this whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what they said they're like and, and we've been we've been programmed them to blink 
And yeah. what was the price of them? Like $10,000 for a unisex It was $10,000, yeah. Um, I did read that Tiffany the Doll is a extended version of a short call of the same name from last year. I'd be 2020 or 2021. So I think the director and the girl, the woman who plays Tiffany, um, her name is Mahogany um, Darkberry. She was Tiffany the Doll as well in the short. So, but I think she did really good. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. And I really enjoyed it. Um, my, well, well, we'll get there later. So to give some background, the official summary is she's the perfect partner. She can fulfill your every fantasy and she's all yours for a price. The new toy, Tiffany, is no ordinary doll, but you have to play to find out. The well, well yeah and that's the thing too like everyone's just like oh i can't wait to pre-order and and this sex store like it's a very busy sex i mean have you been to a sex store recently like they're not uh like it's like a ghost town in there um, not not recently but i have been to like an adult novelty store before and there really isn't that many people and that was one of my critiques also is i was like okay if this happened in real life not there wouldn't be that many people buying it, regardless of the price. Like, this movie makes it seem like everybody's going to go get a doll. Like, it doesn't well, matter who you are. Yeah, they made it seem like it was like the Chucky doll. It's like, oh, it's the hot new toy. It's shipping world worldwide everywhere. Everyone wants one. And the thing is, like, you, you don't even have to fuck it. You can just take it home and it can be your own partner. And yeah. your partner could even enjoy it, too. Because if if it's not real, then it's not cheating, right? Like, that, that's dialogue that was brought up in the movie. Yeah, and then also, I don't remember the names, I apologize, but the main girl's best friend, who is kind of like the second main character, I forget her name, she, her story with her husband is that, the, I I think the doll just shows up, and she thinks the husband got it, but the husband thinks that she got it, maybe she did get it, I don't remember, but they are kind of like flirting with the idea of having a three-way, three-way, excuse me, three-way relationship with this doll, and that's what the short's all about, is that story. Um, but it's, and then they take the doll to dinner and they sit it next to them at the dinner table. And I'm like, okay, this it is was a like little... a hookah bar, wasn't it? Like, I thought it was a dinner table. Maybe they just... do. They end up in a hookah bar later. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Now that was the that was the couple where she's like, "You never want to fuck me anymore." I was already. I took a shower, and you don't even want to fuck me. He's busy. Yeah, and he's like, oh, he's busy, but you don't, you have enough time for, for fucking Tiffany the doll, so. Yeah, so she thinks it'll, like, spice in their sex life, and he's kind of like, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the main character is, like, super intent on buying the male version, which I think was his name, Henry. Henry, yeah, that was the, uh, yeah, the one with the big package. She's like, wow, you can even feel the, she's like, you can even feel the, the heat coming off the balls. Yeah, so... <laughs> The movie starts off with these two girls going to, well, it establishes their friendship and their relationships. And then the main character takes her best friend to the sex store and the best friend's like, I can't be seen here. And they go to like this demonstration of the sex dolls and they're so excited to get one. It's $10,000. Everybody's trying to like figure out how they can pay for it. And there was even a guy who like, I guess they were trying to make him look a little geeky, like glasses and like dressed mm -hmm. up. And he goes and he was like, I'm interested in the dolls. I was here for the demonstration the other day. And the guy's like, are you interested in the girl one or the guy one? He's like, it's 2020. Like, I have to ask. It's nothing against it. He's like, the girl one. <laughs> um, which I thought that line was funny. But yeah, I, I wish they would have done more with the kills. 
Uh, yeah, I almost forgot like halfway through it. Like I was so intrigued by just like the sleaziness. I think when I was watching it, I'm like, Mikey, you got to see this movie. Like when they're saying, and we got dildos, we got lube, we got this. And look at these dolls. They could go on and they could, but I'm like, oh, this is super sleazy. I love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I almost forgot about the kills, to be honest. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so the first sex scene, I think maybe the only sex scene we get is the nerd. I think it was the nerdy guy. He's like having sex with Tiffany the doll. Um and like he's doing the motions but he is wearing boxers so it literally looks like he's just humping her and so like i'm not saying you have to have nudity in the movie but like at least show him from the waist up because like it was very visible that he like you could basically see all of his boxers while he was having sex with her and it was just kind of like okay well i know they're not having sex because he's wearing boxers but well, see, that's the thing, too. Like, I can't stand when people are, like, having sex, like, clothed sex scenes in movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one here, I feel like it's like, oh, let's just do it this way, and then the audience can pretend that they're having sex. <laughs> like, they are with the dolls in this movie. Like, let's just pretend the uh, audience, come on, just pretend that she, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's hard to explain. Yeah, but... I mean, we know 99% of movies, it's simulated sex. Is that the right term? Simulated means that you're faking it, right? Yeah. Well, we all know it's not really happening, but you use the angles to help with the illusion that it's not happening. Whereas this was like a very wide shot of a man having sex with a woman with underwear on. <laughs> yeah, and I think he tried to do, from what I remember, because it's been a few weeks since I've seen it, but was he, was he doing like the Steve Urkel voice? Like, oh yeah, oh, that's so hot. Oh, like- I think that, so. Yeah, he was like doing the, the nerdy voice. Yeah. So but you know that's just me being perverted being like make the sex scenes better but but if you weren't going to make the sex scenes better at least make the murder scenes better because it's a horror movie after all um well not technically on imdb it says it's sci-fi i wish <laughs> i don't get <laughs> i don't i mean i guess i don't know um i think i saw that earlier i thought that was funny too because even the short and the the movie are listed as sci-fi but mm. I don't know. Well, one thing I found funny, and this is like from a filmmaking standpoint, was um a lot of the cuts in here. Um, you can tell what it was like night for day, and and um, mm-hmm. there, there's one scene where they're saying like, "Oh, how late has it been?" And and like one scene they're talking on the phone, it's night, and then the other scene it cuts to and it's the day, and um, yeah, it was, so I mean, it's just kind of funny. So I, I feel as the whole thing, it's like, oh, let's just make it and the let the audience pretend that they're in the same time zone here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I found that funny. I like that stuff. Did you also notice the uh the clip that was obviously supposed to be deleted that was still there in a cutscene? No, what scene was that? I missed it. I think it's when they're in the the adult novelty store and like it's supposed to like clip over to something, but there's like a split second of some like another scene that comes up and you're like, "Well, I know that wasn't supposed to happen." <laughs> Well, they must have ran out of their um their Da Vinci Resolve trial because I, yeah. I, I they couldn't cause, go cause back yeah, and fix it. Yeah, because I noticed the fonts on here, like the opening credits. I'm like, oh, I know that's from Da Vinci Resolve. And then um some of the music, you know, I'll admit to it, but some of the music they use like during the end scene where the guys like running through the house with the gun at Doctor Love's mansion. Yeah, um, that, that's the same music I used for Squirrel Fingers and Trash Juice, like when he's getting attacked. So I'm like, oh, I, that, that's a that, <laughs> that, 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 that yeah, royalty free music. Free music. Uh, but you know what? I appreciate the effort and I appreciate the movie. Um, one thing, the only thing that I didn't appreciate is that fucking ending, Doug. What the? Fuck? Oh, it's funny when you said that. So, okay. So when we were doing Tiffany the doll today, 
Um, I had to rewatch the ending. I was taking a shower and I'm like, you know, what? let me just put this in the in the video here so I can watch it because I don't remember the fucking ending. I'm like, I watched this because there's no ending. There By is the no way, ending. spoiler alert: if you want to watch it, it's on Tubi. Uh, it's in like super short. It's what like wasn't it like 71 minutes? Yeah, it's like an hour and 16 minutes or so. Yeah. So if you want to watch it, it's super short. Watch it on Tubi. This is going to be where I actually talk about a spoiler because, you know, we're going to talk about the ending. Well, it's a blink and you miss it ending. It's like, because I remember watching it. I'm like, wait, wait, is it over? Yeah. <laughs> and so I rewatched it today, like right before we recorded here. I'm like, so I don't know. It's weird. It's like the bad guy is like, so you've come to my domain. I'm the creator of these dolls. I'm Dr. Love. We're going into the spoilers, right? Like, we could, Yeah, spoilers, spoilers okay. are now abound. Yeah. So, so you know, they're, they're, he's fighting with his wife in the car. He's like, he's like, your fucking Tiffany sex doll is, is killing everybody. And what are you doing? And she's like, my secret ingredient for these Tiffany sex dolls is love. And that's all we need is love. And uh, she pulls a gun. She's like, look, Tiffany will not do anything. Here you go, Tiffany. Here's a gun. And then uh, she's like, look, Tiffany's not shooting me. And Tiffany just shoots blows her. a hole in her head. <laughs> and it, it, like you build up to like, it's like this big scene. You, you know, it's like we meet the bad guy finally, like the creator. And it's just like, oh, no, well, the doll just shot me. And then uh, he runs out of his house. He's like, Tiffany's killed Dr. Love. What are we going to do? We got to kill these motherfuckers. Like, they're shipping worldwide. Maybe we can only kill uh, enough in this neighborhood, but we can't kill all of them in the world. And she's like, well, what are we going to do? And the, and the wife is like, well, I know what I got to do. And then they drive off, fade to black, and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, when I write, especially when I get to the ending, I'm like, I don't know how to end it. And then I just didn't finish it. Because um, it was, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but I kind of knew what they were trying to do. And it is a very blink and you'll miss it because literally at that point was the one point where my mind started to wonder. And I was like, oh, let me see if anybody's texted me. And I looked at my phone and then I looked up and the credits were rolling. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I guess they're insinuating that they're going to go on this adventure to go kill all the sex dolls, but we don't have the budget to show that. So imagine it just like the, just like imagine the guy wasn't wearing boxers. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, exactly. The, the, just imagine ending like, like make believe. But um, what I find funny with, with that whole thing is the uh, it, it's one of those endings, like where it's just like, well, we got to fucking finish it somehow. Let's just do it. Cause there's a movie I really like called death screams and it was put out by arrow video. But if you watch it, that has the funniest, like, it's like a thing where, like, we got to just end it. We don't know how to end it. So when they finally kill the killer in that movie, in Death Screams, um, you know, they have the big fat sheriff there. They're like, why did he do it? Why was he the killer? And the sheriff just turns the camera and says, oh. And then the movie just credit rolls. So that and so this falls into the territory, like, what the fuck happened to the ending? And that's how you explain it? Like, you know what I mean? That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that um but yeah uh i i'm really glad that we saw it um there's definitely some people i would not recommend this to but no it's... i i think we recommended it to the goons uh the other ones here uh we we jason watched it we invited him but we uh we got a no reply so he just left us on red yeah jason jeez. um but no i i think the people that actually like make short films or do any type of you know, creative things will probably find things that they like about it and also appreciate just the work it takes to make a movie, even if it doesn't have an ending. Um, and it, it is, it's kind of like motivating to be like, okay, if 
Miss Rivers was able to knock this out and it's on Tubi. Like, there's no excuse why we can't do our movie. Um, so it is, it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a totally inspirational movie for, for like, you know, uh, amateur filmmakers or people that just want to make something. You know what I mean? Like, get it up on Tubi. Someone will see it. If only a handful of people see it, someone saw it. You know yeah, what I mean? And also, so, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen this movie because of all the, the word that went around about the trailer and, you know, how funny it looked and just the things about it that make it kind of special. And, you know, cause we, we all see those movies on Tubi. That's like, Oh, that looks bad. I don't want to see that. But it's like, this looks bad, but I do want to see it. <laughs> so, well, I think this was better than the Tubi original, uh, the terror train movie. So take that with a grain of salt. How dare you Doug? Well, okay. How, how train both, there you both. go there. That's better. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think, if you are able to watch something extremely low budget with faults and get enjoyment out of something like that, then yeah, watch it. If you're looking for like the next Blumhouse movie, no, don't watch it. No, but that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like this is a perfect movie for like mystery. Like if you and your friends have a mystery science theater night or something like that, where you guys are just roasting the movie, this would be a perfect movie to do. Cause it's funny. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the fun thing of when you can find movies where it's serious and, the jokes aren't in the movie. The joke is like what the viewer can, you know, joke about it, if that makes sense. So just riff yeah, on it. My friends and I used to get together in college and watch really shitty movies and drink and order pizza and laugh. And this would have been a perfect one to have one of those nights. Yeah, I, that's funny. I did the same thing too. So, you know, and, and, and the thing is like, even if your friends have seen it once over all these years, they'll still say, hey, you remember that movie? So, you know what I mean? You made memories. Yeah, and, and they'll still quote like it. This. Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be something in there that y'all both quote. That you know, maybe he, maybe your friend takes you to a sex store and you say something about the sex store scene. Uh, <laughs> it's memories in the making. But... Exactly. Well, before before we head out here, I, I want to give a shout out to that actor who played like he was like the secu- he was like the sex store security guard slash like the owner, and he was hilarious. Like I think that was just naturally him. I don't think a lot of the stuff he said was scripted. Like he was just fucking funny. I think he yeah. was the one that says that he asked the guy if he wanted the girl doll or the guy doll. Yeah, he's like, it's 2020. I gotta ask. Because, uh, yeah, he's like, and we don't do returns. And he's like, well, what if I use this condom? And he's like, then you gotta squeeze out the cum. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just saying something. We gotta throw it out back. And that's a flop, flop, loss in profit for us. I don't know. Some guy was, some guy was like saying, can I return this condom if I don't like it? It was something like that. Yeah. So, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure it was ad libbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was funny. I hope he gets more roles. I'm sure he has more roles in uh, the, this director's. Uh, roster of movies because she's done a lot holy shit do we know where they were where it was filmed i i want to imagine south carolina because that's where the sex store was okay Um, probably what what was the sex store called again forbidden pleasures or something was it i i thought it had something to do with treasures but maybe it was pleasures yeah i'm sure but uh yeah it's funny like they they make this movie like uh, the sex store is just one of these places where everyone goes and it's like oh after work i gotta stop at the sex store yeah, because uh, like, welcome, welcome, welcome to Forbidden Pleasures. Come on in. Let me grab your coat. We got new special anal dildo lubes. Uh, this is all on sale here. Today, Tuesday special. You know what I mean? And they have like this uh, <laughs> this CEO conference where the they're they're doing like this uh, sales pitch meeting. Like, and these sex dolls are number one. And people are in the in sitting in their chairs going like, ooh, ah, yes, ooh, hmm. yeah. They're all like, and they're all sitting like an audience. It's like, uh. <laughs> I don't I don't know what sex store had that because the one right next to me that I stopped at um a while back, like they had it looked like they had vibrators from the eighties and it was covered in fucking dust. 
They had like lingerie for women that were all like, uh, I'm like, it was like, holy shit, has this place not been updated since 1974? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know how y'all's work, but I know that every time me and my friends would like buy something, it, I don't know if it was policy or if they were just having fun, but they would always make you take out whatever you're buying and make sure that it works and show you how to use it because you can't return it. Um, but it was always funny because there's always other people around and they're just like sitting there watching you like watch this person tell you how to shove a dildo in your ass. Yeah, shove a dildo in your ass. Like, here's the clit licker. So see, I'll pull mine down here. And the lady <laughs> I'm I'm reference it's not there anymore. It now turned into a chinchilla shop. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, the sex store next to us, it was ran by this old lady who looked like um she kind of looked like a skinny version of Medea. And uh, <laughs> she's like, Do you guys use toys? And then we said, well, you know, maybe on occasion. She's like, you don't use toys? I'm like, well, that's why the fingers and the tongues do everything for you. And she's like, good gracious. Well, <laughs> let me show you some of my, like, she's like, she's like, I can't do anything without toys. Oh my and she's goodness. showing us like the clit liquor, um, this thing that, that it looks like a Super Mario Brothers plant. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like some of these things she's like, and you stuck this up your rectum and here's the remote control. You can put it up to extreme maximum pleasure. Or if you want to pussy out a little bit, you just go. <laughs> So it was funny. Like I was in there having a conversation for, for like 40 minutes. I love meeting like interesting people like that, but um, yeah, that just, uh, it, it, it was crazy, but yeah, but that's the store that had like all the dust on the dildos and the, the lingerie and candy thongs were from like expired in 94. So. Ooh, yummy. Well, one time years ago, I think I was in college. I, we went and I, 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 it, maybe it's when the flesh jack just came out. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, a flesh jack is a gay version of the flesh light, which basically means on the picture, there's guys instead of girls. And so um, we were there and they had like this little setup for it. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll buy one. And so I bought one and the guy at the front and all my friends were there. And the guy at the front was like, hey, um, just so you know, this one's this one's the gay one. And I was like, what? <laughs> And my friend behind me was like, what the fuck does that mean? And so it was, so I don't even remember how the conversation went. It was so long ago, but it was like really awkward to be like, yeah, that's okay with me. <laughs> that's why I picked that one. Um, and what do you yeah. say? Oh, well, and you should say, what, what year was this? Uh, probably 2000. It had to be after 2006 because that's when I turned 18. So probably the oh, same okay. Time. Well, there you go. Yeah. So th they were probably still a little more, uh, more, a little less uh what's the word homo acceptance i guess is the word for now because now it's like you know it's not even questioned anymore but i um, feel like you have to be super homo acceptance if you work at a sex store because there's only most people that show up are men and then they go watch their little videos in the back room for like a dime of 10 minutes or whatever um i don't know and they have a whole gay section so you would think that they would already be like okay cool whatever but i mean like what was gonna happen like it's the same. It's literally just a slit in a flashlight. It's like uh, you open it and it's this huge dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's where they make like those porn star uh, like assholes or like uh, pocket pussies and stuff. I have a soapy D pocket pussy I bought as a gag when I was in uh, uh, Portland. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, Sophie D. We worked at. Uh, we worked with her on sadistic eroticism. So when I saw her, I'm like, hey, that's Sophie D. Yeah. I never fucked a pocket pussy before like this, but hey, <clears throat> first time for everything. Oh my goodness. And there's yeah, like I... a cum reservoir. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> um, well, anyways, <laughs> enough about our sex toys. Um, 
Yeah. Do you have any closing statements for Tiffany the doll? We knew it was going to be kind of a short episode because the movie is so short and it's not really much to cover. You can't even find it on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes has no ratings, so it's yeah, us to and, our own devices. And there's no pictures like with the names and stuff, so I can't. We can't really reference like a who's who of who. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, check it out. This is a fun mystery. You could do your own mystery science theater with it. Um, it's inspirational for those that want to make a movie. Cause it's like you know what I I could just use the the cause I'm pretty sure they use the sound on their camera because a lot of it like when they're in like hallways and stuff you hear like when <laughs> yeah. they're talking it's like oh this is very important dialogue and I just hear the the fan and the because they were in a motel for that, that's one thing I saw the guy was in a motel he's like I'm at home I'm at home and you see on the door it's like the motel sign with the little lock <laughs> so we're like you're not at home motherfucker so lying to us. Yeah. Um, but no, check it out. It's a fun time. This is the kind of stuff that I find out. Like me and Mikey found this and we're like, yeah, we gotta do it. You know, other people not so much. Um yeah. so this is a waste of time. But this is the kind of you know, it's exciting. It's not mass marketed, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, you know, to friends and close friends it is. So Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the horror community that can appreciate some super low budget projects. So I say go watch it. Unless your favorite horror movie is like, you know, I don't the know. Avengers or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So with that being said, you can always find us on Facebook at Mutant Goons from Beyond. It's a group. We'll add you to it. You can find us on Patreon, which we release um, episodes specifically for Patreon once a month. So if you want in on those, you can uh, find us there at patreon.com slash slashers pod. Instagram, we have two mutant goons from beyond and also slashers pod. Uh, Redbubble, if you want to buy any shirts or shorts or I keep, we keep joking around about dental jams. I'm afraid some poor person is going to go look for them and be disappointed. Um, so, you know, maybe you want a coffee mug instead, but we have some awesome art made by Jake at uh, slasherspod.redbubble.com. You can find me on Instagram at horror and a half shell, or you can find me on Letterboxd if you're into that kind of thing at Mikey and the T-Rex and is spelled out. I don't know if you can use an ampersand. You can find Doug on Instagram at bizarro Doug. Uh, Doug Bizarro, you had it just Doug reversed Bizarro. It. Yeah. yeah, I put my thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. Oh yeah, um, there you go, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, that is not Nicki Minaj. That, that is Missy Elliott. Elliott. <laughs> but um, and I guess that's it. Um, I hope you guys had a great February. Happy Black History Month. We love you guys. We stand behind you guys. And without further ado, Doug. All right. Well, without further ado, I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your February and March and, uh, you know, April, May, June, July, August, September. <laughs> but anyway, uh, goodbye and good die. Goodbye and good die. And have a good life, as Doug just tried to say. Yeah, I, I I almost spit out best of the chingo la madre. I'm learning my Spanish. Oh my goodness. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, uh.